Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is episode number 144, or if you're keeping track of those things at home, and I don't know why you would, it's season three, episode 44. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. Craig, we're winding down the season. I, I just was doing the math. We he have. Was. We have, counting this, was it four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes, I'm counting on my fingers. This After this, there's six episodes until the end of season three. We are scheduled to start season four. Season four, sweet Jesus. Wow. Come the a first long week way. of July. <laughs> so in the interest of brevity, because you know what? There isn't a ton going on, so I'm going to move things along tonight. Sure. Let's get right to it. What are you drinking? I have a can of... Now, see, it's reversed because it's called Mirror Universe Ooh, by Collective Arts. Oh, collect! Oh, I like Collective Arts stuff. It's a hazy, what, what style? hazy IPA. See, and it's a mirror, so the can't you can't see it. The can is like reversed, like you know, like it's in a mirror. I got gotcha. you. So. I got gotcha. you. That is awesome. I really like their stuff. Uh, Ransack the Universe, which is their double IPA. Uh, is one of my favorites. Um, uh, I'm drinking a too juicy tonight because I have exciting news from the world of beers that I'm gonna uh, share with the group right now. Um, but but first about um, collective arts. So <laughs> last year we're at uh, the, the gathering at the Binds, which I don't know if that's gonna happen this year or not with everything that's going on. It's definitely look questionable right now. But Sean and I are gathering at the Binds, and collective arts is there. And they have got the they had their blonde ale, which is really good. I think it's called Saint of Circumstance. Uh, Ransack the Universe is there, and then they've got two beers. They've got a special beer just for the event, but we didn't know it was VIP only, and we did not get VIP tickets. So Sean <laughs> gets to the front of the line. He's like, "I want that special edition beer," and they're like, "All right, where's your VIP badge?" And he goes, "What?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, dude, there's there's two levels of tickets here. There's only you know I." There's like 40 brewers here. They've all bought three beers, and 10 of them have special small batches. I didn't really feel like I wanted to shell out the extra 10 bucks. Right. You know, just go and have a good time. So, but they have a big banister or a big banner that shows all their beer cans. And as you know, they they do local artists on their beer cans. Yeah. Well, I didn't know it because I've never seen whatever beer it was, but one of the beer has a picture of a wolf on it. If you know our buddy Sean, wolves are his thing. He anything with a wolf on it. It's his like spirit animal thing. So then Sean, who's probably had too much beer already, goes, <laughs> well, then I'll try that beer with a wolf on it. And I went, oh, Jesus, here we go. <laughs> and the light lady was very nice. She's like, oh, sir, we only have these four beers and I can only try those three. This is some crap. There's like 40 beers on that poster. And he's looking at me like I'm going to agree with him on it. This is, this is how beer festivals work. They don't bring an entire catalog of beer. <laughs> no, they don't. It, so it was a funny – that was just cracked me up. So, uh, But I'm bringing two juicy. And my big exciting news, tomorrow afternoon after work, I am traveling to Waterbury. I am stopping at both Lasting Brass and Brass Works Brewing up in the Waterbury area to bring us back some deliciousness. So mm. – um, in the interest of social distancing, I've told Craig he needs to come pick up his own goddamn beer. Uh, <laughs> and I, he just needs to call me when he's here, and I will throw them out the window at his car. Do your windows uh, and, open? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And and I'm on a corner unit, so I actually have one window in one of the bedrooms that looks out right where the car pulls in. So I can literally – I can stand there 
see your car pull in. I can probably hit you two or three times before you get by that window. <laughs> then I can run through the building to the window in my living room or throw that one open and I can hit you in the main parking lot. Nice. So nice. I can do a lot of damage. So, all right, not a lot going on tonight. Do you have anything for Burning Hot Takes? I do. All right, what do you got? I do. Uh, so this is a multi-sport faceted question. Okay. So, as we know, there's talk of the uh, of MLB doing a shortened season, like 80 games, 82 games. Yeah. They want the players to take a pay cut. All right. They want the players to take a pay based off of income because the owners recognize that they're not going to meet their normal income levels. And originally the players said, well, we'll, we'll prorate. So if we play half a season, pay us half our salaries. But the owners are now saying, well, we're not going to make enough revenue to cover half your salaries. What if we just did a 50-50 split and split everything evenly? So that's that's kind of where they're at. But all right, so go on. Uh, so the NBA stopped their season, and there's talk of players having secret meetings to try to finish the season. Mm. Now, there's NFL players suggesting they should they want to sign a waiver. So what would do they would sign a waiver absolving the NFL of any risk if they caught covid. The, the league and, wants them to do this? No, no, the 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 players are starting this. This was brought up by Austin Carr of the Saints. The and he players thinks, want to waive their own rights with regards to medical care if they get sick on the job. If they get covid, yes. That's 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 their idea. That's his idea cuz his unusual. His logic is He's a younger person who's in really good health already. Not that that, you know, takes him out of the COVID bubble at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, players have access to all the NFL's resources like doctors, testing and all that. Mm. So really, my question is, how much do you think sports are going to ch- like change? And how much say do players have over the teams they play for? They really don't have a lot of say. I think it's going to change. It's going to be. It, it's going to change the same way it changed when all this happened. Nothing's going to happen until it has to. When did sports shut down? Uh, March ish. Even, even yeah, March, February. But do you remember what event precipitated it? Now off the top of my head, was one of the NBA players testing positive. Oh yes, yes, yes. And then they I stopped say, the game and everyone it was left. Utah? It was Utah, and they had just played against the Nets, and then three Nets players tested positive for it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like, holy shit, we need to shut it all down. That it's gonna. So if they reopen, and it goes smoothly, then it'll be fine. But if they reopen and a single New York Giant gets it in the locker room, everything's going to shut down again. So I think there's going to have to be a lot of disinfecting. There's going to have to be a lot. They can't do this with fans in the stadium on the NFL. No, that's not even an option. And that's 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 where MLB is coming from with this again. And I, I think I said this in a previous broadcast. How much money does MLB make off of concessions? Sixteen dollars for a Bud Light. That's right, and half of that's probably going to the team. Not think even about joking. that, and think how many people it. buy it. Right, right, exactly. So you know the ticket sales aren't a huge drop off, but the concessions are. The concessions are, and so 
revenue and it's different in baseball than it is in football football a lot more revenue comes from the tv because it's it doesn't happen as often it's once a week there's a lot more revenue around per game on tv than -hmm. there is in baseball so i think baseball is safe to return personally i think you got to give it a shot with no fans no fans i don't care if you use the divisions or not i don't i don't care if it's 82 games or not i don't do it 82 games helps my mets (laughs) <laughs> because the Mets That's always true. start off strong and then fall apart in May, June, and July. So either the fall apart is going to be shorter <laughs> or we're just going to skip the surge part. <laughs> true. And either way, I'm fine with it. True. So, all right. So I have two quick questions for you. Yeah. Well, I, you know, one and I'll put the other one into our main topic. So um, it goes along with baseball. You are the resident Yankee fan on our podcast. Yep. I am a long-suffering Met fan. Um, as I have described on multiple occasions, Met fans are meant to suffer. <laughs> Going along with the fact that there is probably a 0% chance you can have fans in the stadium. Mm-hmm. If Yankee fans can't go to games, mm-hmm. are they still going to be as insufferable in public as they are normally? Uh... I'm asking a, pro- a professional Yankee fan this. Um, I'm going to say no, because at the stadium, a lot of alcohol is involved. Oh, yeah. So I you think know, that, you know, uh, inflates everything. <laughs> you, you know, you know, the story of, um, and I think, have I told the story about the, about the guy on the escalator at City Field? Not, no, Shay, that's how long it goes. The Sam Champion yeah, guy? No. Have I ever told you this? Okay. Well, you may have, but I don't, they'll tell it anyway. All right, so. Really quick, Sean and I got tickets to see Mets Yankees, and this was like it, Piazza had been there a year or two. Um, it was still young I in miss, the rivalry. I miss watching still, him throw it a second. I, I miss watching him play all the time. He <laughs> he was a hell of a player. Um, uh, so we go we score tickets to a Mets Yankee game. It was the year A Rod got there. Okay, because that's there's another part of the story that I probably won't tell right now, but there's a second part of the story. Anyway, we're on the escalator and we're going up. If you've ever been in Shea Stadium, back before City Field was built, if you've ever been in the old Shea Stadium, it involved these gigantic escalators that seemed to go on for miles at approximately a 60-degree angle. These were not natural angles to go up and down escalators. (laughs) And they took like a solid 60 seconds, maybe 90 seconds to get from one level to another. It was not a short trip if you had cheap tickets like we did. So we're on the escalator, and the guy in front of us is decked out in Mets gear, head to toe. There's a man standing in front of him, and this guy is in New York Yankee gear, complete New York Yankee gear. And he just happens to look back over his shoulder. I think he was curious to see how far far up we were. And he looks back over his shoulder, and he sees the guy behind him in total Met gear. And he turns around on the escalator that's going up at an ungodly angle. So now he's riding it backwards. He's looking down as he's going up. And he's got a sign that says, Sam Champion loves Mike Piazza. (laughs) If you're not familiar with Sam Champion, and many people are, he's been a New York weatherman for many, many years. Uh, He is openly homosexual. It doesn't flaunt it or anything like that. It's not like he opens like with the gay weather forecast. It's not like that. But he's been very open that he is a homosexual male. Well, this was right around the time Mike Piazza. There was all those rumors going on. Mike Piazza might be gay and he's concealing it because you can't be a gay man in sports, blah, 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 blah. 
Well, it was not enough for this guy to show his sign to the man standing behind him. He begins to verbally taunt him, but whispering it like he doesn't want anybody else to hear. So I'm right behind this guy, and all I'm hearing is, he's so gay. He loves it. Sam Champion's his man. You know it, too. You know it. He goes home to him every night. And I'm like, dude. And we're getting, like, we're, again, it's a long escalator race, but we're getting within, like, the last five seconds of the escalator, and I make the decision in my head, I'd rather see this guy trip and fall for being a jackass than warn him we're getting near the top and he should turn around. So I didn't say anything. And Sean's standing next to me, and Sean doesn't say anything. And the guy he's taunting isn't even paying attention to him. And we get within, like, an inch of the top of the escalator, and the guy looks over his shoulder and goes, oh, shit. And basically stumbles off the escalator with his sign. And Sean loses it. Starts laughing hysterically as this guy stalks off. Look, we get like a good like half a section away. Sean turns over his shoulder and yells back, that's what you get. <laughs> the guy couldn't have heard him. It was Shea nice. Stadium. It was loud. But <clears throat> I mean, it was just this guy was this Yankee fan was in our house and he was so set on making sure that he got a shot at a Mets fan that he thought Mike Piazza was gay hysterical <laughs> hysterical that 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 trip has like three or four oh, stories about man. that's my favorite one so all right moving on because like yes. i said i wanted to keep this episode short and so i'll skip my other question um not a lot going on in big moves this week right i haven't seen anything epic come out um Any no major signings i missed there's rumors cam might have found a home and eh, i'll worry about it when he signs because you know what i do want to talk about yes prop bets <laughs> all right jason like i probably botched his name he's an uh cbs analyst has put out six bets he loves from 2020 so these are six lines i want your opinion on them all right and you haven't seen these these are kind nope. of hot takes too just give me your your thoughts and your your reasoning right away steelers giving three and a half in week one to the giants he loves the Steelers giving three and a half. Do you love the Steelers at Giants in week one? So say it one more time. The Steelers, the Steelers are give- yep. giving three and a half. The Giants are the favorite. No, I'm sorry. The Steelers are the favorite. Uh, see, and the I don't Giants know who the, dog. I don't know who the Steelers quarterback's going to be. And I don't think the Giants are going to be as bad as people think. I don't think they are either, especially with their new offensive lineman i would think i would take the giants at home i don't think i would touch it but I mean, this guy's saying pick. steelers steelers are our best bet nah. okay no eagles, <laughs> yep they're the favorite they're giving six and a half can the eagles go to washington in week one and win by more than six and a half yes yeah that one i like <laughs> that one i like a lot that one i like a lot particularly because this guy is another thing. He thinks Carson Wentz is going to be the MVP. How does how does that make you feel, Frank? Carson Wentz? MVP? No. I, it's possible. No. It's possible, but he's got to stay upright. The team has to get healthy. I don't know how many times I have to say it in this podcast. That team, half of it, half of its offense was on the injury list going into the playoffs. Half. If the Eagle, I, I do. I like the Eagles. Uh, it's minus six and a half. All right, here's here. This one's going to be fun. Ready? Chargers. Over under seven and a half wins total. Mm, I think they can go eight and eight. So you're going to take the over? I'll take the over. This guy loves the over. This guy loves the over. 
He thinks that the defense will be among the top five in football. I, listen, two words for why this team isn't going to win eight games. Tyrod Taylor. There it is. He said it. He said it. I said it. It's on, it's on <laughs> tape. It's on tape. Tyrod Taylor. I'll take the under for the Chargers. Bears. Over under eight and a half wins. Uh, gee. Who's their quarterback? Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go under. I have no faith in the Bears. I'm sorry, Sean. This is a six-win team, kids. This I mean, I want them team. to be good, you know, even for Sean's sake. But, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Sean's a Met fan. He's used to suffering. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> under. Under. Sean, by the way, and this may be key if they find a way to open the stadium. Sean <laughs> is a weekend season ticket holder. Is he? Yes. Sean has, uh, I think it's a Saturday package. So he gets to see like 15 or 20 games. He took me once. Oh, God, I was so drunk. <laughs> so drunk. All he does, all he did, I don't, I don't remember even eating food. I just remember getting on the train with a beer, getting okay. on the subway with a beer, mm -hmm. getting into the stadium and him telling us, oh, by the way, our seats are right by the craft corner. And I remember being on the subway ride home arguing with him <laughs> while a Yankee fan sitting across from us was actually defending my point and Sean was getting angrier by the moment <laughs> because we were both drunk and I was agreeing with a Yankee fan and that was like sacrilege. It well, was brutal. Okay, anyway, Bears under. Patriots over under nine wins. Mm, no Tom Brady, no Gronk. You know, I'm going to say over. Wow, really? I'll, I'll put them at nine wins at least. Really? All right, you know what? No, we're going to break that down. Do we have their schedule? I'm pulling it up as we speak. Cinch is going to throw his phone in a mailbox now. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. All right, let's see. All right, presuming every game plays. Okay. Dolphins at Pats. I'll give the Pats a win. Okay. Agreed? Agreed, You got to yes. keep track on your end. You got to okay. keep track on your end. Yep. So I'm just tracking wins. Patriots at Seahawks. Loss. Okay. Loss. Raiders. Yes. Raiders at Patriots. Win. Win. Patriots at Chiefs. Loss. Okay. <laughs> you are that's keeping two, track, right? That's two and two. Yep. All right. All right. Yep. You 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 go ahead and just say win or loss, but keep track of your own number. Okay. Broncos at Pats. Win. Win. Niners at Pats. Loss. Yep. Loss. Pats at Bills. Loss. Really? Yes. The Bills are going to be way better this year. Way better. All right. Loss. Pats at Jets. Win. Okay. Win. Here's where it gets We're tricky. We're four and four. Yeah. Ravens at Pats. Loss. Loss. That's hard because it's in New England in November at night. I'm still putting them under the loss. <laughs> Patriots at Texans. Loss. I think that might be a win because the Texans are just a mess. In Texas? Even so. All right. So there's where we first first disagree. I'm still at four wins. Cardinals at Patriots. Moving on. That's a win. <laughs> Patriots at Chargers. Ready? Wait yep. for it. Yep. Loss. Really? Yes. How so? The Chargers will score more points than the New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> on December 6th in California. That's how. I think by December, the Chargers will be hitting their groove. Okay. All right. So All right. You, are, you, are you giving them a win or a loss there? I'll give them a win there. 
All right, so you're you're two above me. You're up to seven, right? Yep. All right, I'm still five. Pats at Rams. I have as a loss. Loss. Pats at Dolphins. Win. Win. Bills at Patriots on December 28th at Ooh. night. Ooh. Give me the Pats. I'm I'll gonna Pats. I'm gonna split that the Bills and. Okay. Yep. And then the season ends on January 3rd. Wow, the season goes into January this year. Uh, January 3rd, Jets at Pats. That's a win. That gives them eight in my book. What does that give you for you? Uh, that would give me nine, actually. So, so you're a push. I'm a push. You're a push. Because I, I think they'll split with the Bills and the Jets. I, I just, I just, I hope Cinch has not driven off the road in hearing that segment. <laughs> this is gonna. No. I, I think he's got lower expectations this year of his team, but and. Let's be clear. That division isn't great. The Bills are up and coming. The Jets and Dolphins are trying to figure out how to become up and coming. If Belichick and the offense figure something out, this team could win 10 or 11 games just because their schedule, you know, I mean, they've got the Ravens, they've got the Texans, they've got the Chiefs. Yes, they don't have an easy schedule, but I could see them. I could see that if they figure something out, I just don't think they're going to figure out in the first year. I really don't. So I'll take Patriots under nine. Craig is at push, and uh, the CBS expert has them under nine. So uh, he mainly uh, he mainly cites the fact that Sony Michelle is still the primary back, <laughs> that and could, that Julian Edelman is old. That those those could be issues. Yes. You know, and that's that's one of the numbers I saw today too. There's two more I want to talk about that are not on this list, and one of them is Julian Edelman's over under for touchdowns is four and a half. Really. I'm going under. Yeah. Health, health issues, age, new quarterback. quarterback. I, yeah. I would not touch any receiver on New England unless it was a late round reach. And we we play our home league has three full fledged Patriot fans and a genuine Patriot fans. Edelman will not be on the board when I would touch him. Won't be. Nope. He won't be. So all right, uh, so, two more. Um, uh, Josh Allen. Buffalo Bills, right? That's yeah. it, right? Yeah. I always get my Josh's confused. <laughs> um, Josh Allen, over under 3,200 yards this year in passing. Now that Keep he has digs, over. And, well, and that's the thing. You know what he had last year? Like 3,089. He was like a less than 120 away from that number without Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Now that he has digs, that's definitely an over. The only thing Stefan Diggs has to get used to is playing outside. That's it. He knows the cold. Yeah, well, I mean, he did play. He'd have to play in Green Bay and Chicago every year, so. Last one. Yep. Arson Wentz. Oh, dear. MVP. 25 to 1. MVP of what? The league. <laughs> yeah. No. You wouldn't put any money on that? No. All right, so I hold a, I hold a gun to your head, and I tell you, you have to bet this. How much money are you putting on it? Uh, five bucks. Yeah, it's, hey, this is it. I don't. <laughs> that's a reach bet. I'll be impressed. Honestly, I'll, with his injury history, I'll be impressed he makes it the whole year without missing a game. Now you do know who the favorite is for rookie of the year, right? Who is it? It's your buddy Joe Burrow. Well, I hope he is. Damn it. So that, we'll end there. So let me. You tell me when you I hit a name. I'm going to go down the list of CBS's folks that they have most likely to win uh, Rookie of the Year. 
Okay. I apologize. The uh, beer is repeating on me suddenly. So Joe Burrow is the number one pick. You tell me when we get to somebody, you're like, what the hell are they thinking? Okay. Number two is C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're fine with that. Yep. Tua Tagliavilla. God damn, I can't say his name. <laughs> okay. All right. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, he is on the Chiefs, so yeah, okay. All right. Jerry Judy. Ah, now we're again. Close, we're getting close to Craig putting the Grand the Edge. Like, <laughs> this is like when you used to watch the old um the Price is Right when they would have the cliff the cliffhanger <laughs> yep. guy. And you would have to, or not it was the cliffhanger. There was one where you had to stop a meter. Oh, that was the price range one where they put all the prices on this big stick. And oh it would yeah, start yeah, this yeah. Little red meter, and you had to push the button when you were sure that the yep. price was in the thing. And you always see people hesitant to push the button. Craig's like, "I want to push the button on him, but I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I should wait a little longer." Number six is Jonathan Taylor. I actually think Jonathan Taylor's a better bet than Jerry Judy. Yeah, I would flip those two. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see it. I'm looking up right now. When was the last time? Here we go. Pro for her. The last time a wide receiver was the rookie of the year. Randy Moss. 2014, Odell Beckham. Before that, oh, wow, there's a name from the past. 2009, Percy Harvin. Wow, remember him? Yeah. All right, so uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think is he's not terrible. DeAndre Swift to the Lions. I think that's where I hit the buzzer because I just don't think the Lions are going to do anything who's, that's going to. Who's after that? Number eight is Denzel Mims from the Jets. That's absolutely – if you didn't hit the buzzer on seven, you hit it on eight. There's All right, no who's, way. Who's the next two? Just Number curious. nine is Cam Akers from the Rams. No. Too crowded. He's not going to get a chance to shine. He could be fantastic. He's not going to get the chance. And ten is LaVisca Chenault, a wide receiver from the Jaguars whose name I probably just butchered. And because he's on the Jaguars, no. So somewhere in that – any of those top five you could see as possible. Yeah, and then the next three – Maybe, because anything's possible. Then the last two, no. So while we have like two or three minutes left before we get to final thoughts, let's take a quick uh, trip down memory lane. Okay. I'm going to start reading Rookies of the Year. <laughs> Offensive Rookie of the Year winners. Okay. Going backwards. All right. You stop me when you have anything you want to toss in. Last year okay. was Kyler Murray. <clears throat> okay. 2018 was Saquon Barkley. Okay. 2017 was your friend and mine, Alvin Kamara. Nice. 2016, Dak Prescott. Oh. 2015, Todd Gurley. Why does oh. it feel like Todd Gurley has been in the league for 40 he's, years? Because he's broken. <laughs> I feel like this is, wait, wait, fifth, one, two, three, Six. four. This will be his sixth year. It feels like he's been in the league for 12 years. <laughs> All right, 2014, Odell Beckham. Okay. Here's where it gets fun, Craig. Okay. Because now we start saying, oh, my God, remember 2013, Eddie Lacy. Wow. Remember him? <sighs> Vaguely. 2012, Robert Griffin. Wow. Does he still play? <laughs> uh, he oh, yeah, he played. does. He does. Right. I think he does. He yeah, he's on the, uh, the Ravens, isn't he? I thought he was. He was last year. 2011, Cam Newton. Oh, 2010, I hope you're sitting for this. I am. Sam Bradford. Oh, he is not playing anymore, is he? Sam Bradford, I don't think so. Sam Bradford, not only 2010 was his best year as a rookie, but it was the last year I think he played a full year. Uh, Let's let's see. Let's see. I'm going to look. I'm looking at these names. I'm just like, holy crap. 
The running uh, backs. I no, like he's he's not playing anymore. Okay. He stopped playing in 2018. Okay, I'm gonna go back as far as 2000. Okay. 2009 was Percy Harvin. Yep. That guy. That guy was snake bit. I, I know he wants to come back in the league. There's no way. Matt Ryan, 2008. Wow. 2007, Adrian Peterson. Oh. Now, here's the thing. I'm like, well, hasn't he been around for, like, more than a decade? Well, yeah, because that was 13 years ago. So, <laughs> Scary. yeah. Scary. Uh, 2006 was Vince Young. Okay. 2005, Cadillac Williams. Wow, I forgot about him. So have the Bucks. It's convenient <laughs> that way. 2004, Ben Roethlisberger. Wow. If you said to me, just walking down wow. the street, who got drafted first, Ben Roethlisberger, Adrian Peterson, I would have told you Adrian Peterson had been in the league longer than Ben Roethlisberger. I would have said, there's no way. that I, forget, I thought he was, you know, three years. That's crazy. 2003 was Anquan Bolden. Okay. 2002 was the guy who was fantastic for anyone who drafted him in fantasy, as his name was not Britt, and that was Clinton Portis. <laughs> Remember him? 2001, a moment of silence. For Anthony Thomas, the oh, A-Train, whose career sad. died in 2001 in Chicago. <laughs> and then 2000 was Mike Anderson from the Denver Broncos. 2000 must have been a terrible year because Mike Anderson was the rookie of the year. Wow. It, the, the names wow. get better after that. Uh, just really quick. I'm not even going to go. just going to re- read off a couple. Edron James, Randy Moss, Warwick Dunn, Eddie George, Curtis Martin, Marshall Falk. Jerome Bettis. That's right, folks. Work done. Eddie George, Curtis Martin, Marshall Falk, Jerome Bettis in back-to-back years. There was a string where five straight years it was a running back. Wow. All right. Now I feel really old because I just looked up another Denver running back. Mm -hmm. And he got drafted in 1995. And that man is Terrell Davis. Oh, TD. Oh, my God. I remember, really quick before we get to final thoughts, I remember sitting in the bowling alley and my brother wanted me to trade him to Terrell Davis so badly. And he was like, I will send you Curtis Martin in a one pick. And I almost shook on it. And I was like, no, I got a feeling. I got a feeling. And that was the year that they went to the Super Bowl and I won my first fantasy Super Bowl. So it took me like six years to win my first fantasy league. But <laughs> since then, I've won like 17. So... <laughs> All right, believe it or not, we're, we're pretty much out of time because we're, we're trying to keep it brief this week. So final thoughts from Craig. Go for it. Um, final thoughts. I know we bring it up every week about COVID, but if you go out, just wear a mask. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Just wear a mask. I go on a walk every day in Milford. I actually count the number of people that aren't wearing masks, and that number is way too high. Way too high. So I, I'm totally with Craig. Take care of yourselves. Well, it's a giant hoax perpetrated by the media. Fantastic. Are you willing to risk your life on that? Because if the answer is no, then you should be wearing a mask, period, period. I've run into so many conspiracy theorists who have been like, I don't have to wear a mask. This is the government trying to tell me how to live my life. No, this is the government trying to tell you how not to die and end your life. Mm -hmm. Wear a goddamn mask. I'd rather look stupid with a mask on and live than risk dying on this. Sorry, that's me. My final thought is that a lot of states are starting to open. A lot of them. We, Craig and I, live in one of the ones that are the last ones to open. Connecticut is just releasing its guidelines now. It's probably another week before we have to get there. But a lot of places are already experimenting with reopening. 
listen to me. Be careful out there. Do not rush to the mall. Do not rush to go have dinner at a restaurant because you haven't been able to eat out in two months. Do not do something stupid. This is largely an experiment. Be safe. Mitigate your risk as much as you can. Do what you must, but don't be stupid. I, I, I live down the street from a very popular restaurant in Milford called Stonebridge. The Saturday before the lockdown in Connecticut, their patio was wall-to-wall people on a Saturday night for their dance party. It was packed so tightly that when I drove by, my wife said, how is anyone dancing? Don't do it. Protect yourself. Be safe. Because if you're not safe, you're not here to hear this podcast. And if you're not here to hear this podcast, you're not going to win your fantasy league this year. And that's just a simple fact. That's true. In the meantime, while you're being safe, check us out on Twitter and Facebook. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We don't post a lot during the offseason, but we're still there. Uh, and the Football Fignuts on podcast. Uh, we haven't said hi to Deb. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Leave us a review wherever you listen to us. And like how I slipped that in there. Just kind of just pulled <laughs> right back into closing. Um, leave us a review wherever you listen to us on Stitcher, on Apple, on Player FM, Spotify in particular. If you're listening to us through Spotify, please leave us a review because you know how many Spotify reviews we have? How many? None. Oh, sad. Do you know Spotify has become the second largest provider of podcasts yeah, in the man, world they, behind Apple? They bought a lot of stuff. Kind of scary. Like, in less than a year. In less than a year, they became the number two behind Apple itself. Wow. It's kind of scary because Spot, uh, Spotify has like a paywall for some stuff. So, yeah. You won't find a paywall for us. You can listen to us free on Spotify anytime you want. Uh, until then, we will be back next week. We'll see if more free agent news happens. We'll see if there's actually plans to have baseball come back. We'll talk about anything that's related to sports other than COVID, other than keeping you safe. So until then, please be safe. Be cautious out there. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. (laughs) 